I have agencies call me up, I'll call them up and say, hey, what are you guys doing to solve this problem? Right. And we collaborate and just share information and tidbits of how we can make each other successful. So it's what I love about the industry. It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Susan Campbell, and this is The Big Rethink. It seems people can't stop talking about the rapid deployment and use of artificial intelligence or AI technology. Applications such as predictive analytics can be used across industries, including the military, law enforcement, business, just to name a few. Whether it's Bing, voice-to-text, or chat GBT, the race for new technology is ever-growing. On today's episode of The Big Rethink, we speak with Crystal Combs, Public Safety Technology Director for Charlotte, North Carolina, about the deployment and adoption of technology in the law enforcement to streamline workflows, boost frontline officer productivity, and enhance community policing. We'll explore how technology can create transparency and reserve time for officers to engage with their communities. It's great to have you on the show, Crystal. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is such a great topic, so timely right now. And uh, I feel like technology is always timely, but... Always. (laughs) So let's dive right in. You know, AI is really everywhere. Can you speak to how artificial intelligence is currently being used or even considered in the law enforcement environment? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and in fact, I've done a couple of projects uh, that involved machine learning and AI. We did some predictive analytics as far as um, identifying where we should deploy our officers based on the likelihood of crime occurring in a specific geographic area. Oh, wow. Did that several years ago. And then we also worked with the University of Chicago on a machine learning early intervention system for our officers. So there are so many applications for AI in this industry, and I think we're really just starting to scratch the surface. And I'm sure both of those endeavors probably yielded so much benefit, and now you just kind of find other ways to deploy that same idea. Absolutely. Right place, right time, right? Yeah, so one of the, with the predictive analytics, we found that the data supported things that our officers really already knew based on their knowledge of working those geographic areas you know, for so many years. And so it essentially just demonstrated that they had the right intuitions as they went and it was just supported by the data. So it was very interesting. That's great. That's great. And so when we talk about technology in in law enforcement, we know it can create transparency and reserve time for officers to engage with the community more. Can you talk a little bit about how it works in the field for the greater good and for the city's mission for protecting the citizens? Specifically, the predictive analytics piece, it put the officers where the crime was. So in essence, when we assign an officer to a specific area, presence alone Mm -hmm. tends to decrease the likelihood that a crime is going to take place. Right. And so it does give the officers a lot more time to spend engaging with the folks that they serve. What do some of those engagements look like? Is it just kind of casual, you know, 
whatever, or do they do some organized, more organized events as well? Oh, they definitely do organized events. There's a lot of community events. Uh, there's that officers go to, on, you know, on a regular basis. Right. And a lot of times they're very involved in community meetings for neighborhood associations, things like that, so that they can be there to hear the concerns that right. the citizens have. And then there's also just the happenstance of, of coming across someone who needs help. Yeah. I actually got an email last week from someone else in IT that doesn't even really support the law enforcement area. And he's like, um, you know, I caught an officer this morning doing something super nice. This lady was out of oh. gas and he went to the gas station, brought her gas and put it in the put it in her car. And he gave me the car number. And so I sent it to the deputy chief and said, we caught an officer doing something great this morning. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so I yeah. mean, it's just little things like that that I think yeah. really make a big difference and demonstrate that, you know, it's more of a calling yeah. Yeah. <laughs> than it is a job for so many officers. And they, they just enjoy helping people. Sure. Well, and when you talk about, you know, the, the machine learning or the predictive analytics, putting them in the right place at the right time, right? Mm -hmm. that, and that presence helping to reduce crime, but then they have free time or time that they're available. It's not free time. They're still working, right? But right. that they can do things like that. And that presence has power in and of itself as well. Right. Because positive experiences right. sometimes outweigh bad experiences right. that people may have with, the, with right. the police department. That's so cool. So it sounds like AI will be able to make a real impact in, on law enforcement. Can you share your thoughts on what that future might look like? Wow. It's, uh, I know, time for the crystal ball. I, I know. It, it really is. It's almost like we've barely tapped into to the power of it. And at, the more we amass data that, that makes sense, that becomes more predictive in nature, I think the more we'll be able to apply it in different areas. I really do like our early intervention piece because we can use it in a more positive way with the officers to say, okay, you know, are you struggling? Because officers are people yes. when they're not working. Right. So they have the exact same problems that all of us have. They have aging parents and sick children and, you know, marital problems and things like job that. Job stress. They have job stress <laughs> times 10. And, you know, those things impact them as human beings. Yeah. And so if we can intervene and, and give them, you know, counseling, guidance, even financial counseling, those types of things, and bring those resources to bear, it actually helps officer wellness. Sure. Um, you know, keeps in them general, on the job. Keeps them on the job, keeps them, you know, in, in a good mental space so that they can continue to do the hard work that yeah. they do. Uh, one of the themes that is recurring across a lot of conversations that we have on the podcast is um, the the challenge to hire, right? The the talent shortage, right? Yes. So, how does technology kind of help you get the most out of the the resources that you have, right? The right place, right time. Some of the predictive analytics, but are there other benefits also? There are, and and this really isn't in the AI space as much, but you know we have found that our real time crime center is a huge force multiplier. Um, using our cameras and that type of thing helps to identify leads mm -hmm. for critical incidents much faster, and right. so it allows them to solve crime faster and identify the people who are responsible for you know committing the crime. And you know it's just like anything else. I think you find that twenty percent of the people. Right. Likely commit 80-20 rule. Right. You know? <laughs> 
So, uh, so it's one of those things where we have found that technology in itself just allows us to, to free officers up. Mm-hmm. And the ability to search all of the historical data really does generate leads for sure. them when they're doing uh, investigation for their cases. So all of that is, is helping us be more efficient and reach the end goal faster, which is making sure that we're getting people off the street right. that are causing problems. And you really have to have that technology infrastructure in place, right? So AI is only as good as what data you're feeding it. Absolutely. So what are some of the sources that you, you know, you're pulling your data from? You mentioned cameras and, and some databases. Is there? Right. So um, computer-aided dispatch is, you know, one of the primary pieces of software that, you know, help us dispatch officers get people to where they need to be, but then it also gives that historical context for specific addresses and that type of thing, special situations at those addresses, records management system data. That's where all of the case reports go. So it has the full historical context of when people were victims, when they were suspects, when they were witnesses. So it, it gives us a wealth of information to use. And then license plate readers as well have been a huge game changer. Right. Uh, because it instead of an officer sitting at an intersection waiting for a car to go by that might be wanted or stolen or, you know, a felony vehicle, we have technology doing that for us. Wow. So that it says, okay, boom, this car that's stolen just went through this intersection and the we have folks that validate that and say, yes, that's indeed the car. And they dispatch an officer and then we recover the car. It's just, <laughs> in my time in law enforcement technology, we right? have grown by leaps and bounds. It's crazy. And it is the, it, it really is the, the, the most fun. I think that it, it, people say, get a job that you love, you know, or, and, and you, you won't, won't work, work a day, day in your life. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've looked at this. That's I'm amazing. very passionate about it. Yeah. It's very fun. And there's always a new problem to solve. So I don't think we're going to run out of problems to solve no, anytime probably soon. probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're very generous sharing your time helping others, um, other departments or, you know, other colleagues kind of help bring their municipalities or departments to position where they're a high technology organization. So what are some of the advice you give to departments that are maybe considering AI or what does it look like to deploy that type of technology? Well, um, I think that I've always been the person who, who says, what problem are we trying to solve? Right. I'm not a a proponent (laughs) for solutions in search of problems. Right. Right. If we have a problem to solve, then let's sit down and articulate what is the problem we're trying to solve and then go through and identify exactly how we want to solve it. And so many times now you really need to get the buy in from your citizens. You need to have governance in place. You need to make sure that this is something that you can sustain for a long period of time and understand what your full cost of ownership is Mm -hmm. to to see what you're really getting into. Because so many times, you know, in the past, I mean, I remember them bringing that, oh, hey, Crystal, we bought a bait car (laughs) here. Go put it in. Okay. okay. <laughs> so it, it's about developing that partnership with the agencies that we serve so that they trust you. And so now they would come and say, hey, we're thinking about getting a bait car to do this. Can you help us right. find one that's going to work for us? Which is a completely different look at 
and it's a different feeling of trust and partnership that we have with folks. And the thing I absolutely love about the law enforcement industry and the technology industry is that we share. We share freely with each other. I have agencies call me up. I'll call them up and say, hey, what are you guys doing to solve this problem? Right. And we collaborate and just share information and tidbits of how we can make each other successful. So it's what I love about the industry. Yeah. They say a good idea never is, is the only thing that doesn't... Um, uh, it isn't impacted by the law of diminishing returns, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. So, and and I love that you frame it in what problem are we trying to solve? And mm-hmm. I think the projects that don't get off the ground often don't have that clarity of purpose. Right. Right, it's, well, we, there's this new technology and we want to try it, right? Shiny object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shiny objects. So where do you see this going in developing advanced technology in the next five, maybe 10 years? How do you think it's going to change kind of day-to-day life? Well, I see big data coming into law enforcement yeah. uh, in, in a big way. And I, I don't think we're even, we've even tapped into that. Really innovative ways to connect our systems together more seamlessly mm-hmm. is what, you know, is kind of the next vision in my mind because we've we've worked so hard to establish good systems but they're still siloed correct and so being able to truly federate searches and use you know web services and that type of thing I think that really is the next piece and I think it's really important for our vendors to understand that we need to have open architectures Mm -hmm. And we don't need to have proprietary systems that only talk to other systems that that company may own. We need to be open. And, um, you know, no one's losing anything when we have open architectures. It's it's actually pushing us and propelling all of us forward to be able to solve crime, you know, more efficiently and faster. So... um, so yeah, that's what I'm really hoping for the next five to ten years is that we are that collectively as as you know the private sector and public sector we can come together and really use open architectures to to push us all forward and share those ideas absolutely <laughs> and solutions. Yes. <laughs> well, awesome! Thank you so much for for joining us today. It was really lovely to talk with you. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Before we sign off, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can help us grow by visiting our feed on iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. Or if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to hit follow. That's it for us. I'm Susan Campbell, and that was another episode of The Big Rethink.